2: Is the Jason Walker Show, Major Mortgage Man Cave. Big show today. We got a big week. We got a couple of uh, great next weeks lined up uh, as far as guests and um, stuff to talk about. And uh, more trivia tomorrow, maybe even today. Who knows? We're just going to give stuff away. We're going to talk to fantastic people. And that includes today, former Secret Service agent Eva Pomporis will join us. Evie, Evie Pomporis. I'm sorry. Evie Pomporis will join us in the Major Mortgage Man cave. Um, she worked uh, protective duty with both President Bush's, also Clinton, and uh, Obama. So, interesting story. She's got a new book out today. We'll uh, chat about that. And Flint Rasmussen will join us. The PBR is set to start off uh, again this weekend. Empty Arena, Guthrie, Oklahoma, at the Lazy E, and... I'm curious to how this is going to work because normally at a PBR event or a rodeo event, and you've got tens of people on the chutes, behind the chutes, hanging out, and I'm curious because if you can only have ten or less um, people, then how is, how is that going to work? So, I mean, sometimes when one guy is in the chute on a bull – There's five or six guys right there. Plus you got a camera crew. It'll just be, I want to get Flint to to explain how this is going to work. So he will join us coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, We did give away some Gil Brandt cards yesterday, autographed Hall of Fame cards from the Dallas Cowboy Hall of Famer. Uh, He will also, because the trivia question was, how many Pro Bowls did Helena High native, Stanford grad, Dallas Cowboy fourth round draft pick, uh, Pat Donovan, how many Pro Bowls was he elected to? And the answer was four. So congratulations to our winners. We'll have more trivia. In fact, tomorrow afternoon here on the show, more Gil Brandt stuff. In fact, a huge um, more trivia, but a great prize package from Gil Brandt. It'll be autographed. So we'll get we'll get that going as well. So, all right. Let's. Uh, what's coming up uh, uh, as well today? So I saw this. Um, and there's some, there's some conflicts, so we don't exactly know what all is going on. So Baseball America came out today and said that Minor League Baseball, M-I-L-B, was ready to concede, basically, to Major League Baseball to contracting... Or do you get to around 120 teams and, and get rid of like 40, which includes the Pioneer League? And there's a conference call tomorrow. I mean, this is this is supposed to to, to happen, and we don't. I mean, it doesn't. It didn't look. Doesn't look good. But then, so here's the for the report that came out originally. Uh, Citing sources, Baseball America and the Associated Press, that Minor League Baseball would agree to cut its affiliated teams from 160 to 120 when it meets tomorrow with Major League Baseball negotiators. And then just a couple hours later, Minor League Baseball came out and issued a statement saying, quote, recent articles on the negotiations between MILB and Major League Baseball are largely inaccurate. There have been no agreements on contraction or any other issues adding that uh, minor league baseball looks forward to continuing the good faith negotiations with MLB as we work toward an agreement that best ensures the future of professional baseball throughout the U.S. and Canada, quote So it looks like, uh, and, and Baseball America's J.J. Cooper is the one that wrote the original story. And there was some, you know, those 40 teams that are going to be contracted include Billings, Great Falls, Missoula, Ogden, Orem, Caro Springs, Grand Junction, Idaho Falls, the Pioneer League. So, Missoula Paddleheads owner Peter Davis told 406mtsports.com today he'd be shocked if minor league baseball agreed to shrink to 120 teams. But according to J.J. Cooper, who wrote the article, you know there's there's a chance this could happen and sooner than later we still don't know if we're even going to have a season this year in the pioneer league but if this happens that jj uh, cooper writes that major league baseball would want to do something with the other 40 cities whether it's a wood bat league in the summer or some type of summer leagues to keep baseball in the towns where they would no longer exist but I don't know if that if that's feasible. But it'll be something to keep an eye on. There's no qu- uh, question about that. So Minor League Baseball, Major League Baseball, supposed to meet tomorrow, negotiators, uh, on a conference call. But uh, keep an eye on that. And we've been following it for a while. But I also saw this today, that North Dakota, our neighbors to the east, canceled the American Legion Baseball season. According to North Dakota American League Base- uh, Legion Baseball Facebook page, the executive committee revisited the cancellation of the season. They voted to cancel on Monday evening. The decision was made solely to preserve the safety and health of everyone associated with the program. Stay safe and healthy, as always. Thanks to all of you due for North Dakota American Legion Baseball. North Dakota is one of the 18 states that still has not canceled high school sports. They're revisiting May 1st. Of course, Montana in there as well. But there are now 32 states that have canceled spring sports. Now, it's interesting because if North Dakota has canceled its Legion season without canceling high school sports, that doesn't bode well for high school sports outlook. And I know it's two different organizations. Same thing in Montana. And I know... We're hoping to get a uh, Pioneer League... Well, let's try that one again. In American Legion season, forget the Pioneer League. We're just hoping to get American Legion baseball in. Regionals and state and national tournament have already been canceled for American Legion. And again, I know it's two different entities, Legion High School Associations. But I can't imagine... That of these 18 sports or states that have suspended spring sports, how many more are going to cancel in the next week or two? Because I mean Delaware suspended through May 18th. I don't know how long they go to school in Delaware, but that seems like an awful long time. You got Colorado through the end of the month, Connecticut for Thursday, Illinois today, they're supposed to make a decision. Kentucky. Massachusetts, Minnesota, all the first week of May. Nevada, May 4th, but they've already canceled state championships. New Jersey, May 15th, but they've already canceled state championships. you got New York at the end of the week, or a week from uh, yesterday, so next Monday. North Carolina, May 18th. North Dakota, May 1st. Uh, Rhode Island, the first weekend in May. They're supposed to decide. South Carolina, the end of this month, as well as Vermont. Wisconsin making an announcement today, supposedly, or in a uh, a decision, and then West Virginia, May 6th. So 18 states have just suspended. 32 have canceled. And then North Dakota canceled its Legion season, which I hope we don't see with Montana, but I don't see. We'll see. We'll just see because Governor Bullock's supposed to start the phase-in process Friday. Or an announcement, maybe. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, I can't wait to find out how the PBR is going to do this. But they're supposed to play on TV this weekend from the Lazy E Arena in Oklahoma. Flint Rasmussen, the PBR entertainer, good friend of the show, joins us next. Jason Walker Show.
3: Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings...
4: Thinking about trying something new? The Montana Air National Guard has so many exciting career fields to choose from, many that can open up opportunities in your civilian life. The best part? You'll be getting paid to learn a new trade skill right here at home. What are you waiting for? Let's get you in school and get you paid. Contact Lee Bechtel at 406-788-8962.
2: During this time of uncertainty and stay-at-home orders, Dinners Done Right wants to remind you that they're still open. Just go to dinnersdunright.com, place your order, and then pick it up for dinner that night, or plan ahead and order for the weekend. It's easy. Visit dinnersdunright.com, register, pick your meals, then pick them up, or stop in and grab meals out of the front freezer. Dinner's Done Right's taking extra precautions with extra cleanings, going on with every piece of equipment and personnel. Dinner's Done Right thanks you for your continued support, and may we all stay safe and healthy during this time. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918. Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122. Equal housing lender. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show.
0: Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show.
2: Welcome back. Major Mortgage Man Cave, Jason Walker Show, here on a Tuesday. Got former Secret Service agent. She was on protective detail for both Bush presidents, Clinton and Obama families. Did not get a chance to ask her which is her favorite, but um, Evie Pomporus will join us coming up a little bit later on. Also on this day in history and uh, a whole lot more. But... Figure some good rock out music for our next guest. Because I, I can't legally play anything that is popular because I don't have rights. Otherwise, I'd probably play some, you know, One Direction or something. But the majestic Flint Rasmussen joins us here on the music. Totally.
1: You don't know your beautiful uh, story of my life. That's a One Direction song. I know the rules about the licensing, and you pay the, uh, it has got initials to it, that you can use music. Yeah. But also. Sorry to just jump right in the conversation. No, that's okay. Um, I mean, that's just what you also, do. Also, uh, don't ask her what families, what families presidential families were her favorites, but from what I've heard from other Secret Service agents, I'm not going to say, but I know which ones were the nicest. Anyway.
2: Well, I, I can guess What's of not? the four, I can say two for <laughs> sure, and I'm pretty sure we <laughs> agree on which
1: ones. <laughs> By the way, Being on your show is like going to the grocery store hungry because it's always around 4 o'clock. I'm always hungry, and then you play the Cafe Zydeco Mm, ad mm. to satisfy my southern craving. There you go. Which has happened. Also, I was thinking as I was cruising around Billings here, had to go to the bank, the post office, you know, all those Mm -hmm. things that are necessary or deemed essential. That uh, for some reason uh, I was talking to my daughter Shelby, actually a friend of the show. Uh, Great. She friend. just got back to got back to Bozeman. She's been in Arizona since spring break started, so she just came home. Wait till it gets about freezing. And I said <laughs> I'm going on with Jason Walker, and then it got me thinking maybe you're like Kid Dynamite, JJ Walker. Remember wow. Kid Dynamite? Yeah. On, oh yeah. On uh, Good Times. Yeah. Well, there you go. Dynamite. Kid, and he always had a poem. He's like, "Tell you, my darling, I will treat you right. No need to worry, because I'm kid done all night." Something like that. There you
2: go. I got to come up with some. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll just change <laughs> you know my right. name. Flint Rasmussen was joining us. All right. So, did Paige get home yet? She was still out in Washington. It was her birthday uh, the other day.
1: Yeah. What? Paige turned 19 on the 19th. She Ooh. came home for two days. Repacked. Took another couple horses, and she's in. Outside of Colfax, Washington, on a big ranch up there, the Burquist Ranch. Uh, she's got a boyfriend, and it's going well. But she's working really hard. Big operation there. She's learning a a lot of uh, ranching things. They branded for like five days, Ooh. and she told me, "I'm the vaccination girl. I'm the the shot giver." And I poked myself in the leg, and I told her, "It'll keep the away." <laughs> that uh, is uh, that no. is true.
2: That is very <laughs> true. You know,
1: you know what I think? I, this is—I don't know if I can say this. You're kind of online, right? But yeah. Well, I'm not on I any thought, radio. How many strippers do you think there's going to be named Rona? Rona to the main state. Ooh, I Watch like. Watch out! That. She'll she'll make you hot and give you a cough. Look out! <laughs> well, uh, I know I shouldn't joke about it. It's can, a serious thing. But maybe I, I can know.
2: get teasers to be a sponsor of the show when when, it, when they open back up.
1: In Tree Fork?
2: Yeah. You know, I used to yeah. DJ at the strip club outside Bozeman. At the buff. Oh wow! Great. Yeah, and great I wow. have to. You have to do that. That fake DJ voice, like "Welcome to the stage, Mercedes." Oh.
1: <laughs> Get twenty dollars for that lap dance. Uh, Pantera, Pantera to the main stage. Uh, the great thing about three forks, you can stop for a, a horse trailer, a cinnamon roll, and a lap dance, all in one. That's right. Great spot. Uh, that, is, great spot. that
2: is the way I need to approach my business plan from now on is with you're three, forks. Hey, and, and you yeah. can get a steak, too. You got the steak shop right there. Well, there you go. Yeah, you, you get a steak, you get your stripper, you get your steer your trailer, you're good to go. Yeah. Yep, um, all right, Flint, uh, I got to ask you this before we talk about PBR. Um, yeah. And I, I use the word majestic because that is what Shelby actually called you. There's a couple of Facebook photos. I'm actually showing them right now, but yeah. it's you in a field. Yeah. Are, you, did you, are you giving up PBR entertaining to get into modeling? Uh,
1: that was, you know, that was, uh, I probably cheated a little bit here, but um, I'm working on a project, honestly, I'll give you the real answer. Uh, that's going to be a while, but uh, some podcast stuff, YouTube channel things, with a couple guys, and I've been around them the whole time, so it's not like I was around anybody I wasn't supposed to be. But our first one, our first trial run, kind of, to try all our video and audio equipment, uh, we went and found uh, Montana great legendary bullfighter Lloyd Ketchum. Mm-hmm. Uh, he manages a, one ranch and leases another ranch, kind of side by side. Southeast of Mile City, you go from Mile City towards Baker and turn on Paw Road, like out towards Ecolaca and out in the middle of those badlands that are full of mule deer and antelope. And and we set up in his place and did a little interview. And Lloyd's been out there for his – Lloyd's wife works uh, in the lab at uh, Mile City in the hospital, so he hasn't seen her for over a month. And we did a deal and had a steak. And so we were out checking heifers, checking cows. And a friend of mine took a couple pictures. So that is my, as my daughter Shelby says, that's my majestic look. Out. I like that it. That is southeast Montana. I yeah. like it. Beautiful country. Beautiful country. I, Lloyd said it's God's country. And I said, yeah, because only God would live there. That's that's but, very true. Uh, it's beautiful. Anybody, I'll, I'll say this for the people who listen that shade west, you know, Helena and west, anybody who thinks, Eastern Montana, especially Southeast Montana, is flat. Has never been to Southeast Montana. It is rough country. It is brutal. If you go mule deer hunting down there, you will learn how up and down it is in those breaks. So See now, why do some people? Were.
2: Why do some people say mule deer and some people say muleys? Like I grew up saying muleys.
1: Well, I say mule deer, I guess, because to me a muley is a cow or a bull with no horn. Okay, like. You get on a bull, yeah, man, he's a good old, big old black muley bull. He doesn't have horns. I just – I've just always said muley. White tails and – that's it. Maybe that's the difference. I I always think of muleys as hornless. That could be.
2: uh, Flint and Rasmussen joining us here, Jason Walker Show. Incidentally, uh, you can also check heifers probably at some of these places in Montana that we were just talking about. Um, That's exactly right. All right. So, again, you have – some news. The PBR, Sean Gleason announced that the, they've rented Lazy E Arena outside Guthrie for a couple of weeks now and preparing for bringing the PBR back, and you guys are going to do it this weekend.
1: Yeah, and you know, it. you you shined a little light. You and uh, some idiot bull rider on Twitter shined a light. Not that you're an idiot. He was. Wow. On Maybe how the perception of what's going on, I think people are under the impression that we're just having bull riding without a crowd, that that's the only difference. Cause that's probably a little, what was in your mind, right? That's why you texted me the end of the week. Um, and there are, I'll tell you what, there has been, the PBR has been working on this for about a month since we left Duluth, Georgia the last one we did, at, which didn't have a crowd. And at that time, your regulations really were, hey, be careful, but we're not letting the crowd in. Right. You know, well, I've been on the phone today. We had to do a questionnaire. We have questionnaire questionnaires, a questionnaire, but um, like giving them, you know, where you've been, if you've had a fever in the last however many days, if you've been around anybody showing symptoms, then we will be uh, given groups. That we can be around. My group is, I'm doing, now, a lot of people don't know this. There's no crowd. I'm not doing my normal job. I'm doing some broadcasting on our ride pass, the PBS streaming network, because you don't need me to entertain the crowd. So my group that I can be around are Clint Atkins, Matt West, that are the, the in arena announcers, Scott Grover, Richard Jones. It's all those guys. I think six people, five or six people in groups. Those are the only people we can be around. So no interviews as the guys come out of the arena. Um, The bull riders are sequestered into little groups the same way. So like they're the next five bull riders. So they go up on the back of the chutes and the flank men for the bulls are designated. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, Nobody is staying in a hotel. There are no hotels. We are not allowed to go into the town of Guthrie, Oklahoma. The Lazy E Arena is a private facility. That was one of the reasons they did it on this huge uh, amount of acreage out in the country. So once we're on site, we can't leave during the event. Um, so no hotels. They have rented over a 100 RVs that are all parked on site. Uh, wow. If possible, they're renting RVs at the source of where we're from, meaning tomorrow morning, I'm going down to Cruise America in Billings because the PBR has rented me a little motorhome, and I'm driving it from here to Oklahoma, staying in it. Uh, that way, the only thing I have to do is gas up. I have my own refrigerator, I have my own bed, I have my own bathroom. So they're trying to create a real controlled situation. Um, we I have a check-in uh, Friday from four to six p.m. That I have to arrive at Lazy E Arena no earlier. No later. Um, once we're in there, they will have catered food at certain times. Um, it's a little like prison without the love. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, but, okay. But I, think, I don't know that people understand how much there is to this. It, it's nuts.
2: No, and that's why I wanted you on because, I, I you yeah. know, I was just thinking out loud during the beginning of the show and even yesterday, like, I've been to PBR event. I've been to rodeos. There's usually anywhere from 10 to 15 to 35, 45 people at the back of the chutes just hanging out. And when one guy's just getting, you know, locked onto a bull, there's anywhere, you know, from eight to 10 people just around that chute. So I I was just curious how this is going to (laughs)
1: work. Yeah, that's how they're doing it. Um, the only guys on the back of the chutes are those five or six guys that are up at that point. And even out where all the RVs are, um, the five or six guys that I am grouped with, they call it our grouping. That's our RVs are parked next to each other. That's who we can, I mean, still we're supposed to stay six feet apart outside, mm-hmm. much like the people gathered on the, third tee box at the one golf course I just drove by in Billings as they all stand shoulder to shoulder. I mean, (laughs) (sighs) don't get me started. No, But no, we're doing it. And and let me tell you, I was on, I've been on conference calls with Sean Gleason, our CEO one last Friday. And he said, he never one time, just so people know, never one time was it, come on guys, do this because it's what we're supposed to do in case anybody's watching. Now what? Never. It was, listen, we're creating a safe environment here if you follow what we do. We don't want, because one person comes up sick, we're done. Yeah. Because we're going to do two more later in May in the same place. So it never one time was, all right, follow the protocol. Oh, somebody will take a picture. You know, um, I know they've even changed the bull rider groupings because one stepped up and said, well, wait, I was around such and such getting on practice bowls earlier this week. Well, we got to group you guys together. You know, that changed the grouping. So I know for a bunch of Cowboys, it seems weird. There's, and we, the biggest thing we stress, our big theme this year is be Cowboy. Yeah. Well, none of this has to do with being a tough Cowboy. Hell, it's, a, it, it's all do it the right way. Be Cowboy by doing it all the right way. Um, it's been the plan was sent to the state and the county, approved by the governor's office of Oklahoma, uh, the, however many pages their, their um, way of doing this was. And so it's approved by the governor's office, and it's going to be on Ride Pass and CBS Sports, and here we go. Yeah.
2: Glenn Raspas joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotlines. Okay, so you got your groupings. So you're doing one in so this weekend and then a couple in May. What's the plan after this? Do we? I mean, are we just still up in the air?
1: Well, yeah, because technically the big tour, the Unleash the Beast TV tour, uh, we were this week this weekend. Yeah, this weekend was supposed to be Albuquerque, and then we were done until the end of July at Cheyenne at that event there with the big tour. So that a decision doesn't have to be made until July on that. Now, I'm pretty busy June. Um, some smaller touring pro, smaller events, sort of like you know the Livingston Big Sky type mm-hmm. in North Dakota. So no word yet, but I do know this: when people are looking at events, rodeos and different things that maybe are canceling a month and a half out, and people are saying, "Geez, jumping the gun there." Let me tell you people something. You know nothing about producing an event. And what, Jason, you know this, what pays the bills at most of these? It's not, yeah, ticket sales, but it's sponsors. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing a rodeo or something in Montana or a small PBR in North Dakota, you depend on a lot of small businesses for money. Well, nobody's got money right now. Now That's the biggest, that's the biggest obstacle. Um, We are doing these with no crowd to satisfy some. We're going to get on CBS Sports. You know, and satisfy some slots on TV and, uh, satisfy the, the demands or the deals that our national sponsors met, um, or signed, you know, give them yeah. that exposure on TV. There's nothing on. So any live sporting event going on TV now, we're open, you know, we want to show people, Hey, we're trying. We're bringing you something. Um, so, you know, I can, I can hear got rodeo guys now. Why can't we have rodeos with no, Well, that's why I wanted to explain. There's more to it than just no crowd. You know, there's a lot.
2: Well, and you look, you look at like, if you were to go to the spring rodeo in Montana state, you look up above the shoots where, you know, Vance Ruff and and is usually announcing and your brother, Will's done it in the past, but there are secretaries, there's music people, there's, there's 10 to 15 people just up above the shoots that are part of the production crew that have nothing to do with anything else, but it's, you just can't. And You know, uh, I feel bad like the girls, you know, they're in Washington and and Shelby was in in Arizona and Paige in Washington and, you know, trying to just trying to to live, you know, and be
1: safe and do all that stuff. So I hope it works. You know, know, uh, well, it should if everybody does what they say. And, And our CEO, Mr. Gleason, he said last Friday, a week ago on the conference call, he said, listen. All we can do, we only have control of you while you're under our care, while you're with us. It is your responsibility between now and when you get to Guthrie, Oklahoma, to do everything the right way. If you end up in a crowd of people, if you do around people, you shouldn't be, you need to tell us, don't come. Just don't come. And so it's our responsibility before we go to do it right. And it's our responsibility when we leave after the first one Mm -hmm. to do things right so that we can go back. Now, that in mind, there are so many restrictions, and you don't touch anybody. But the Walmart parking lot is packed. What, I mean, Jason, all that aside, the reality is so much of it is still optics. Yeah. Like, great job, everybody, but Walmart's open. Let's go. Yeah. Well, I go back. Oh,
2: to, we talked about this a month ago, and I had you on, you know, High school sports—it's not canceled, but what, you know this phase-in thing that is supposed to start Friday—you're still not going to have high school sports because it's not. You're not going to be in school till like phase three, which is yeah. in late May. And uh, North Dakota canceled its American Legion baseball season today. Just yeah. canceled the whole yeah. season, you know. And that, I hope it doesn't happen in Montana. But yeah, I see. I'm lucky because I get to work from home, but I've you know. The, the wife has let me out of the house by myself once for like an hour last week. I had to go to the bank, and you still see people driving all over town. And
1: it's- oh, it's but but the great thing, you know, everybody. And I've said it. I've said it on my own stuff, my Facebook live stuff. Which tonight at seven o'clock, if you follow my Facebook fan page, winter and I will go live at seven o'clock tonight. Just talk about a few things. But we're not New York. There's eight million. <laughs> People in Montana should understand New York City has 8 million people in the boroughs of New York City. Mm-hmm. They're on top of each other. It's putrid. You, you can't go outside without bumping into each other. The great thing is when they say, oh, stay-at-home order and people shelter in their homes in Montana, I can go run. I ran three and a half miles this morning and saw nobody really out and open. I wasn't within 30 feet of anybody. Um, The trailheads up on the Rim Rocks around Billings are packed with cars. The golf courses are full. Mm -hmm. You can do it the right way without completely locking yourself in your home in Montana. And there's finally some congressmen and leaders who are saying, wait a minute, New York City is different than North Dakota, than Montana, than Wyoming. I mean, right now we have 17 people in the hospital. and. I'm not lessening how serious. If you get it, it is. But let me tell you, the hospitals. Look at Kalispell, their hospital, doing things that affect 600 employees because nobody's in the hospital. Yep, they furloughed a whole bunch. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's uh, None of what I'm saying are political statements. It's just, it, we, I think we gotta kind of start using our head a little bit. Yeah. If you're if you're vulnerable, stay home. If you are afraid of it, stay home. But there's some small businesses. I think a show to Montana. I hope those businesses can open back up. Um, we're we're wrecking a lot of people mental mental illness. We've taken away every solution that people with depression and anxiety, uh, wh- when they have that, we've taken away the solutions to relieve that. Exercise, shopping, social gatherings, and. We got to be careful about that. Anyway, not to be Dr. Phil, but wow. I feel strongly
2: about I, that. I, so. I'd listen to you over Dr. Phil. Um, yeah. By the way, speaking of Shoto, took the little one up to um, Freeze Out to see all the snow geese a couple weeks ago. I had never yeah. been there. That, that is really cool. Isn't
1: that amazing? Yeah, that's something that uh, as a kid I took for granted that. That's a pretty spectacular thing, right? In the main migration pattern, yeah. The, I mean, hundreds of thousands of snow geese. It's just a roar, isn't it? Oh, it's Wild amazing. Animals.
2: And then you get to—I mean, you can walk so much, you know, further out, and it's just. Here's my question, though: You can hunt birds in the wildlife refuge.
1: How is that possible? But not snow geese. You can't shoot the white ones. Well, I, right, sure. but yeah, but they have. Um, I mean, you're, you're out there.
2: Taking pictures. There's a lot of shooting going on because it's either cameras oh, really? or
1: guns. <laughs> I'm not a big. I've never been. A, I've never ever hunted waterfowl. I have I've not. Committed party fowl. I've committed party <laughs> fowl, but never waterfowl. Um, uh, you know, pheasants. I used to hunt pheasants. So there's some pheasant hunting out there by freeze out, but um, no, but yeah, I don't. I, you're asking the wrong guy. I don't know. Well, you're so, from there. I mean, but, yeah, it's right. still a cool area. All right, I got to no know that. Contrary, this. okay, okay. No, I got I well, Contrary to what you, contrary to what you think, I don't run Teton County. That would be my brother Pete. He's the justice of that. Yes. So there yes. you go. By the way, yeah. great
2: family photos that you put up. Uh, I didn't. you know Will was a good-looking dude in high school. His senior year. Hey, Will
1: was. A, let me tell you something. My brother Will, when he got uh, quarterback of the football team, they lost to Glendive in the state A playoffs that year, fall of '78. He was a quarterback, point guard of the basketball team, and made it to state track meet the high hurdles and the long jump. That was wow. my brother Will. Yeah, he a good player. Impressive, really good player, and had a tremendous mane on him. How about the hair? He oh, had? unbelievable hair! Oh. Yeah. yeah, now he's got a skullet. He's Got a it <laughs>
2: wow.
1: so, I mean, he, he's bald on top, long in the back.
2: Well, you've yeah. got the uh, you've got the the donut hole in the top, so.
1: I, I, it's my solar panel that powers this love machine. I'll tell you that sun's been shining all day. <laughs> all right, what have you been watching on uh, on the Netflix?
2: Or uh, have you gotten in? Let's have, let me ask you. Have you seen Frozen and Frozen Two? That's what I've been talking a lot about.
1: Uh, I've seen. I haven't seen Frozen Two. You know what's funny is I have Netflix that's like on my laptop and stuff. I don't know if I'm too lazy for Netflix. I like to just surf on the TV. Frozen 1 is one of the great movies, and I've heard Frozen 2 is amazing. I'll tell you, here's a couple things I've watched. I've started Ozark on Netflix, really great series. I watched the movie um, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Tom Hanks plays Mr. Rogers. Really good movie. I have watched the first three episodes of Tiger King. And that uh, uh, Carol Baskin, I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> I watched, when when worst comes to worst, I watched The Office. Okay. I'm trying to think what other movie I watched. But anyway, I do like movies. Okay. So I've seen uh, The the White House has fallen and taken three like eight times because they play them every whatever. Oh, here's another one. Wait a second, J.J. Walker. This was dynamite. I have watched, the movie they've been playing is the longest ride. Ooh. with Scott Eastwood that I was in? You were in that. I just got I just got a check from SAG Screen Actors Guild for ninety one dollars in the mail today. The hey, yeah, there you that's, go. That's that's movie star money. Right um, I was yeah, I was in the longest ride. Yes, there's there a scene about two thirds of the way through where I'm dancing, and they edit they put me in there. So Scott Eastwood's a nice guy
2: too. Um, not a great movie though. I'm sorry.
1: No, not completely. No. Yeah, completely not a great movie. But okay. shut up. I got $91 for it. So.
2: <laughs> between, yeah. between The Longest Ride and 8 Seconds, which is the better?
1: Oh, eight Seconds is a good one. Yeah, that's it. Longest Ride, I was more enthralled with the other love story, the World War Two era. Right, this Love right. Story with Al and Alden. Yeah, but yeah. It's a Nicholas Sparks, so it's not technically like a rodeo bull riding movie. It's a love story of two generations coming together at the end, and the one guy happens to be a Bora PBR Borat. Right. right, right. Yeah. Uh,
2: I did. Uh, I finished House finally, um, mm. in the old TV series with uh, Hugh Laurie.
1: Oh my uh, god, he was so good in
2: that. It, show. unbelievable. Yeah. So, uh, so Olivia Wilde. I mean, come on, and yeah, I mean, Odette House, would,
1: House would kill this Verona. He put House. From the corona. That's what We're I've been close. saying. We're open back up. Yeah. yeah. Would have
2: been done. Yeah. And uh, I am gonna start Ozark. I've I've heard great things about yeah. that. So I do need to watch it. I'm impact. a huge I'm
1: a huge Jason Bateman fan. And
2: he's yes. really good. Yeah. Um you do need to uh, um this is exciting because One Direction announced they're getting back together and I've seen you sing Story it's of My Life now.
1: Written in these walls are the stories that I can't explain. Hey, let me tell you something. The One Direction thing is kind of a joke, but my girls were pretty small when they came out. And I would hear, I I was like, One Direction, typical boy band. I didn't pay any attention. Well, what happened was we'd be driving down the road with the radio on. I'd say to Shelby, and she'd be, she was 13 years old or whatever she was, God, this is a great song. Who is this? And she'd smile. It's One Direction yeah. And then there'd be another one. Come on, oh my god! And I would sing along. She goes, "Dad, this is One Direction." I started listening to their music, and they they are actually good. They are. They're, well, and, and they're dreamy. So well, come yeah. on, give me a break. Yeah. But, no, well, the the the, uh, uh,
2: the James Corden carpool karaoke they did was
1: fantastic. The, carpool, the, the, the yes, the, the One Direction carpool karaoke is yep. is classic. Yeah, and they, it's an interesting story behind them. So there you go. Yeah, our music or music study for the day. I have to look
2: because I may have video of you singing One Direction in Kansas City last year. You might. I do yeah, have I um, one of the 80s classics. Mm-hmm. You bring out the uh, the long hair. Mm. Uh, uh. You were standing on top of by the announcers with the uh, with the girls. Um, oh. Yeah. Are, they, yeah, are they, they all
1: runs together? Do they yeah, get
2: to come back? Sure. Are the girls coming back?
1: Oh, okay, folks. If you're listening right now, um, JJ Walker here has a, a little issue with three people. Number one, CBS Sports sideline reporter Kate Harrison. Love, right? her. love her. And that is completely justified. I love her like it's like a sister. She I'm friends with her and her husband. She had a baby this fall. Yep. Great, great gal. A roper. She's a cowgirl. Mm-hmm. She's, like, legit. Um And then you – this is more Jason. The monster energy girls, mm-hmm. you're uh, – come on, man. You stay in your own batter spot. Oh, over there. Oh, <laughs> come on, man! You saying? I don't know. I didn't know how else to put it. Are you are you so, saying? Man, hey, stay in your lane. <laughs> stay in. Stay. Lane. Stick to sports. Is that what you're telling me? Oh no! Yeah. There you, go. <laughs> are you Come on! I
2: was at the PBR bar in Kansas City. I saw. I saw the fun. I. I think I could. Yeah,
1: you know, but you know who wasn't at the PBR bar?
2: The Monster Energy girls. No and me. You. <laughs>
0: Been, yeah.
2: Well, you know what's amazing is when you go you go to a rodeo or a PBR event the night before, and, and I've had some of the PBR guys, when we first opened up my dad's sports bar in Gallatin Gateway back in 07, Ooh. Steve Lambert brought out a bunch. Shane Proctor was there, um, J.B. Mooney was there, and there was a whole bunch because they were in Bozeman. And the little guys that can just pound the beers or whiskey or whatever, and together at times, and then get on a 1,500, 2,000-pound bowl the next day and do that night after night after night.
1: Because they're like 23. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't do that. You no, know, You know, the Monster Energy girls that go with us, it's usually the same pretty regular two every week. So you get to know them. You know, you, hey, girls, how's it going? You know, not like you, like, Oh my
2: god. I may have taken <laughs> some pictures, but it was it was you may have. I may have. You know what you can do? Because you're a great friend and you've done so much and I want to give back. So I have I if you're are you a Dallas Cowboys fan? Uh I'm
0: I'm
1: not a Dallas Cowboys hater. I'll okay. say that.
2: Okay. Well I have autographed Gil Brandt Hall of Fame cards I can send you on. Oh
1: hey, I heard that. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um also yeah, but, well I'm a football guy. You yeah. know that, right? I love football. Yeah. yeah, so
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna trade you a Gilbrant autographed Hall of Fame card in exchange for when this happens, but a couple of uh, you know like a, a Monster Energy outfit signed by the girls.
1: How about pictures? I'll see Holly and the other. It used to be Magda, but she got hurt. at a deal. But Holly, I'll you? see if they have pictures of that. that I'm not sure sense. I can get the leather suit. I mean, come on. I think you could. You're Flint Rasmus. Mm-hmm. I could put it right
2: next to uh, I could put it right next to your Cooper Tires um, jersey.
1: That would look great. Listen, when it comes to Monster Energy Girls, you you say, I'm Flint Rasmus. Yes, I am. But I'm also 52 years old. Yeah, you so are. I'm a creepy old guy. I'm a creepy Well, I know. You're well, old, old enough you to be there, I'm
2: f- I'll be 45 in August.
1: Yeah. I, I could be their da- dad. Yeah.
2: No, I know. I knew I was getting old, Flint, when I started college at MSU in 2011, and I was single at the time, and I was just talking to a girl in my class, and a friend came up and said, you realize you're old enough to be her dad because she was literally a freshman in college. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a nontraditional student here. So,
1: No, just say, no, I'm not, but maybe her creepy uncle. <laughs> <Just say that.
2: laughs> yeah. that oh, yeah. I'm, weird. I'm
1: but... Joe Biden. Um, yeah. So uh, did I go
2: there? Um, no, no. Appreciate the time as always, my friend. Stay always, safe yeah. this weekend. And yeah.
1: Well, I hope I hope I've shed a little light for your people. You know that there's we're not just going with no crowd. This this has been. I mean, I've been doing stuff. Right. Uh, I'm going on another radio deal tomorrow to talk about some things and um, and again I'll be live Facebook Live tonight. Uh, 7 o'clock, not on my personal page, but on my fan See, page. See, this is a lot like
2: so, the PGA opening up in June in Fort Worth, no crowds. But, again, there's right. a lot of regulation because it yeah. takes more than one person to put up a tower, and, yep. you know, it's – it's as long as you guys are safe, I'm all about it well, I because I care about we're gonna it.
1: We're going to do our best. Well, watch for us on our, our ride pass, our streaming network, and I don't know – we're on CBS Sports Network I believe or CBS. I don't have the TV schedule in front of me. I have it on my phone. I should have I'm sorry I should have looked it's before okay. I came on the air.
2: It's all right. But I'll yeah. promote it this weekend or this week. I'll, I'll okay.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, all right, stay buddy.
2: safe. Appreciate it and um, we'll uh, we'll be in touch.
1: Hey, you know what you were, you know what this interview was? You know what it was? It was it was dynamite. Jeez. <laughs>
2: There you go. go. Flint Rasmussen, drive safe. We'll see you soon. Thanks, buddy. That is is our buddy, Flint Rasmussen, joining us on the Jason Walker Show. What a goofball. Um, So there you go, PBR this weekend, Guthrie, Oklahoma, Lazy E Arena. And I I hope Flint was able to um, enlighten everybody about how how regulated it is. Uh, We'll take a break. We'll come back. This last segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. When we return, former Secret Service agent, Evie Pamporis joins us next. on Facebook. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals.
0: Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. All right, final segment on a Tuesday going a little long
2: tonight, but hey, we can. So there you go. Uh, You're watching on Facebook, YouTube, listening on Podbean, Network One Sports or TreasureStateRadio.com. Also, JasonWalkerShow.com. We'll have uh, anything, if you missed it, from our past shows or today, our interview with Flint, or our next guest. She was a former Secret Service agent for both President Bush's, President Clinton, President Obama, has been on Bravo TV as a uh, contributor, an analyst. She's super smart, and her name is Evie Pomporus, and she's got a new book out today. And She joins us now here on The Jason Walker Show. You doing?
3: I'm good, Jason. How are you? How's Montana?
2: It is uh, beautiful. It's a little windy today, but it is—it's uh, just beautiful as always.
3: Amazing! I was just out there a couple of months ago.
2: Oh, what part?
3: I said no. <laughs> I'm gonna to totally say it wrong. Kill, quit. It's a small town, and I mean, it's got the word "kill" in it. <laughs> That's what I remember. <laughs>
2: um. I appreciate you joining us. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, next time you're out in Montana, just, uh, you know, look me up. We'll have some fun. Uh, Evie Pomporis joining us. Absolutely. Where are you at? I'm in Helena.
3: Okay, okay,
2: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about an hour and a half from Bozeman, so uh, you can fly right into Bozeman. Um, former Secret Service okay, agent. Okay, perfect. And now you're an author. You've got a new book out today, and I'm looking forward to reading it. It's called Becoming Bulletproof, but... I'm very intrigued, obviously, as I'm sure most people are that talk with you, about your previous job as a Secret Service agent on presidential details. How, how how frustrating, at times, was that job?
3: I don't think it was frustrating. I never felt that way. I think it was, I don't know, I think it was extraordinary. I mean, there were moments where you would be in a room and there's a negotiation happening between the president and another country. You're getting... You're, You're there obviously working, but then you get to be part of that moment. So I had only great experiences. I mean, sure, were there moments once in a while where they'd be like, you see that door, you need to watch it for about 16 hours and make sure nobody comes through it. So, yes, that moment can be a little bit difficult, but when you know the overall mission of what you're doing, which is protecting people, preserving human life, and what it symbolizes, like the power of what you're doing, I really had an extraordinary experience. And, and also the U.S. Secret Service, they do so many different things. So one day I'd be protecting someone, the next day I'd be doing an interview and interrogation, and the next day I would be doing a search warrant, or an arrest warrant. So, I mean, for me, I mean, every day was like a different day.
2: So you were, uh, and I just, you know, we've all seen the movie In the Line of Fire with Clint Eastwood and Rene Russo. So it was, how close was that movie? To what happens in real life?
3: I, you know, I watched that movie a really, really long time ago, and I don't remember. <laughs> I actually watched it before I became an agent, probably when I was a kid, and I never, truth be told, I've never watched Secret Service movies, even law enforcement movies, because it's so hard to watch them because everything's wrong, because you always find them, like, that's not true, that would never happen. <laughs> um, so I really can't comment because I don't remember the movie, but, I mean, look, TV is drama, but, the job is very intense and you work in, in, on a collective mission with everybody and you're always constantly super aware and looking for the threat. Um, and you have to really be alert, but it, it, there's so many elements. I think one of the, the things that these movies seem to miss to me is they only show you the part of the service that is reactive, meaning you only see the person that is standing next to the president. And at that point, like, you're just like a shield. You're there to jump in front of a bullet and that's it. And there's so much more, so much tactics, so much strategy that goes into preventing things from happening. It's a huge mental load, like a, a really cognitive heavy load of things that you do, layers upon layers of security that you put into place. The reactionary part of you jumping in front of a bullet, if that were to have apple, happen, happens, that is just maybe 10% of it. The real essence
2: of protection is everything you do now. Evie Pomporis joining us, uh, the author of Becoming Bulletproof, out today in stores. And you talk about preparing for the unexpected and how to heighten your natural instincts to stay safe and overcome adversity. How much of your training went into, and you're not just the Secret Service agent side. I mean, you've done so many different great things because of uh, law enforcement. But how much of that training went into this book?
3: I put everything. Everything I learned that I could put in the book. Or obviously, you know that wasn't classified, and I did pass the book to the U.S. Secret and I said, "Please proofread this. Make sure there is nothing in there that you guys don't want out there, because that's really, really super important to preserve anything that you know would uh, impede or uh, the job that they do." But I, I took all of it. It's experiences, it's successes, and a lot of failures. I put my failures in there. Training. It's what I learned from other people, training with other people. Standing next the president, you know, there's a chapter 23. That chapter is all about the people i protected. And i made very, or very thoughtful with that chapter because I even reached out to people i protected. and said, I want to share the story about you. Are you okay with it? You know, for example, I went to the Obama system. I said, please, I want to share this. Please look at this and make sure it's okay because you take an oath. And I still keep that. It's like, I've protected you. You allowed me in your struggle. And I want to share something. I owe you the courtesy of asking you, can I share this? And it's really a collective, it's 20 years, it's 20 years of information, it's 20 years of training, it's 20 years of knowledge, but there's also a lot of science in it. I did research on the book because I didn't want it to be like, here is how you should be bulletproof according to me. Mm -hmm. No. This is like here is how you should be bulletproof according to the research, according to the science, according to how special ops, secret service, and other law enforcement tactical entities function. This is not the world by me, by what I think. This is about all that collective information that you can use to make yourself resilient and confident. Because when you become strong, you also become more confident. So when you overcome fear in one area of your life, it builds into other areas. The more we're able to keep our panic at bay and take risks, healthy risks in mind, and do things, the more braver and bolder we become. You know, we break up with people that we shouldn't be with. We quit jobs and make us really, really unhappy. We have the courage to change our lifestyle rather than living in a state of fearfulness because it's like, well, I don't know what what will happen if I do this, I do X, versus being like, if I do X, we'll see what happens. It's a challenge. It's more of an adventure. So It's really about altering the way you view the decisions you make,
2: changing the framework of your mind. Evie Pomporis, our guest here, former Secret Service agent and author of Becoming Bulletproof. I think what intrigues me the most about this book that I want to read is is how to read body language and become a human lie detector. You studied for, for that actual thing, and it's very interesting to me to explain that.
3: I think that, that everybody's favorite section. So the book split up into three sections. Part one is protection. Part two is reading people. And part three is influence situations. So part two, which is reading people, um, I was a former polygraph examiner. So I studied behavior, verbal language, reading body language, assessing people. I had a master's in forensic psychology. So I studied human behavior extensively. And I use those techniques and skills when I did interrogations. And so when I say interrogations, interviews and interrogations are the same thing. You if you talking to people. It's not what you see on TV, of people berating other people, putting them down, making them feel like garbage, and forcing them to give information. That doesn't, that doesn't work. When we talk to people like garbage, you get garbage. That's just a fact. And reading people is about understanding the person across from you and making sure that what they say is in harmony with what their body is doing. Because sometimes we're in conflict. So when we just or lie, whatever the reason is, you will see a shift. It's hard to tell a lie. It's not easy to lie because you have to tell the lie. You have to remember it. You have to remember the details you gave. And then if you're under stress and you're being talked to by somebody and they're asking you questions, you're going to have a stressful reaction. Your S3, the fight slide of three response, is going to kick in. So when that kicks in, you can't control everything. Because you're not trying to do too many things at the same time. So your body gives away information. It leaks information. And those are red flags. And when we those red flags, you can begin to ask questions. Okay, I was talking to Jason this whole time, and he had his hands in his lap the whole time when we were talking, and then all of a sudden I asked him a question about, Jason, what did you do last night? And he scratched his nose. Now, maybe Jason's nose was just with you. Or maybe Jason didn't like this question because I asked him because maybe he did something last night. He doesn't want anyone to know about. And he needed to move or shift to leave that stress in his body. But when you see that happens, it doesn't mean, "Uh aha, you're alive. No. It means Jason doesn't like this question possibly, so now I need to ask further questions. I just need to probe further to see why. Right? And so it's really about reading people is an art. And the book also talks about deception techniques, techniques where you can detect deception. Real techniques, science-based techniques. None of that, like, here's your top five things to check and every time somebody's eyes go this way or they shift on their feet, they're all liars. None of that stuff is true. None of that stuff works. There's no science behind any of that. Stuff. So I wanted to put out the legit information that true interrogators and negotiators use. And you can use this in Everything you do with everyone, on your kids, on your coworkers at work when you're negotiating deals. I use it not on TV. I probably use it more now <laughs> when I do with TV execs and producers than I did in my previous job.
2: That is fantastic. Evie, I know you got to run. Uh, thank you. I, can, I look forward to reading this book, and uh, hopefully I can get a lot more questions. That I wanted to ask, but uh, she's protected a lot of different presidents, four of them and their families. Former Secret Service agent, author of Becoming Bulletproof, Evie Pomporis. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Jason. So there's our interview with Evie Pomporis. And uh, great. I'm looking forward to reading this book. So if you get it, let me know um, what you think. Um, Becoming Bulletproof. It's uh, out now. Uh, Looking forward to reading that one for sure. I understand if uh, certain people got a bolt, but we're going to do On This Day in History, and we're going to jump right into it. It is brought to you by the Motherload Sports Park, Casino, and Restaurant. It is National Library Workers Day, National Chocolate-Covered Cashews Day. It is also National Kindergarten Day. On this date in 1924, we talked about this guy before. At the 28th Boston Marathon, Clarence DeMar won for the third consecutive year. He won his first race at the Boston Marathon in 1911. This was his fourth win. And then in 1930, Clarence DeMar won his seventh victory. I think he won eight total. Uh, 1956, Elvis hit the number one spot for the first time with Heartbreak Hotel, written by May Axton, who was Hoyt Axton's mom. 1977, Billy Martin literally pulled the Yankees lineup out of a hat, and the Yankees beat the Blue Jays 8-6. to six. Geraldo Rivera opened up Al Capone's vault on TV Live on this date in 1986, and he found nothing. Uh, Let's see, 1931, happy birthday, Morgan Wooten. The American Basketball Hall of Fame coach spent 46 seasons at the Matha Catholic High School in Maryland and uh, won uh, five national championships. He died in January this year, 1918. Uh, German fighter ace Baron Manfred von Richthofen, also known as the Red Baron, was shot down and killed over Walsersom in France in World War One. Canadian pilot uh, Arthur Roy Brown was credited with the kill, not Snoopy. Now, if you know what I'm talking about, then you know good music from the 60s. Uh, 1996, Jimmy the Greek died on this date of uh, a heart attack in 1977. He was fired for racist remarks. I wasn't. <laughs> the 2016 Prince, also known as Rogers Nelson, passed away. The uh, Purple Rain singer died at 57. Great, great artist. All right, that is on this day in history. Brought to you by the Motherlode. Now this.
0: The show. There we go. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Wow.
2: We are coming up on the end of the show. Fantastic show. Flint Rasmussen, thank you for joining us. Also, Evie Pompouris, get her book, Becoming Bulletproof. Tomorrow, Kareth Burke will join us. From, She works with the Golden State Warriors. Also tomorrow, Skyla Minert from Providence Softball, University of Providence, in Great Falls, will join us. And a whole lot more. Had a great time. Support your local businesses. Cafe Zydeco, Dinner's Done Right, The motherload. Tomorrow, more trivia with Gil Brandt. Tune in. We'll see you
0: tomorrow at 4. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.